0: Testing
1: Testing Testing Bloom and Girl y'all Happy Day. Welcome back to Bloom and Girl um, podcast. You're listening to Bloom and Girl Podcast with your favorite friends, sisters, and the Lord. Amen. Um <laughs> Alrighty, um, we're so glad you're listening today. I have not done one of the, like, been the one introducing the in so long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Janelle, where are you? Um, anyways, if you found this episode, welcome. If you're coming back for the fifth time, millionth time, nth time, welcome back. If it says new, welcome. You're listening to Blooming Girl Podcast. We are three sisters, and this is the place to be, um, we're going to have a little chat today, but I guess Janelle had this idea to start our episodes off um, for
0: f- five minutes <laughs> talking about anything, yeah, really. like three to five minutes. Nothing too long. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe this will be a minute 30 because I speak so fast. Um, but, you know, this is pretty simple. It snowed a lot here in Canada this past, like, 24 to eight hours. So, let me think about winter and a kid being a kid and i have ptsd from snow pants. tune in guys when you
0: said that i just remember there was a child that died from tobogganing <gasps> like on the news oh i saw that mm-hmm. but do you want to fill me in i don't really i didn't read happened. the article because okay. i was like this is traumatic and i don't under like this is just painful that's sad how and that's why. sad. And you also, know what? Probably
1: was a very big do you, okay, and also if you don't so know sad. what tobogganing is, explain it, jo. Google it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> sledding. Are, you can explain
0: it. It's like sledding. Um
1: honestly, let's talk about tobogganing. I
2: guess no one else had PTSD from Snow pants
0: I could probably count on my hand the time <laughs>
2: Sorry. When you said that, Jay, I just remember <laughs> That I had a dream. I don't know if it was the last night or like earlier this week, but I had a dream that, uh, so weird, <laughs> but I just remember it. So I was watching, uh, like, I don't know. I wasn't actively in the dream, but I could see it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, just picture this, it's the Niagara Falls border. So like Niagara Falls, if you don't know, um, they're, part of the falls is in Canada and part of it is in the States. So it's like right on the border for America and Canada. And there's this, I don't know, this is not the case. I don't think in real life, but there's like a border patrol officer standing right like at the falls, like right on the falls as if that's the border. And like, um, they're wearing like sec- like whatever the things that security people wear, mm-hmm. whatever, all the gear. And then I'm like looking from the America side and I'm sort of like suspended in the air watching the falls. It's really weird. But anyway, just yeah, like I'm not on the ground. Like I'm at the level Mm -hmm. of the top of the falls. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) But it's winter. So the falls are kind of frozen. Mm. So it's like Mm -hmm. frozen Mm -hmm. waterfalls but kind of more it's not as like hard as ice, but it's like snow, but it's not slushy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. It's a dream. Um, okay. (laughs) There's this kid that is like trying to get into Canada. I mean, sorry, into America and they pass the, uh, border officer. So they're kind of like, right. The border officer is like Sorry, this is taking a long time. But the border officer, (laughs) (laughs) the border officer had like this gate that nobody was supposed to cross through. The kid got past the gate and is kind of like standing beside the border officer. And then the kid's just like, I really want to go down the snow. Like he thinks it's like a, like a, a, um, a hill and he can, a hill of snow that Mm -hmm. you can, um, like whatever, (laughs) sled down.
0: And he's like, I want to go down
2: and then the border patrol and the mom yeah I just <laughs> <No>. honestly <Sorry>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay I just remembered the mom was on the other side of the fence and she's like no baby don't go and then the border patrol person sees the kid and pushes the kid down No, <laughs> the kid is like propelled down like meters and meters of like waterfall and i'm just looking and i'm like i don't think they're gonna make it
0: <laughs> that was my dream and um, i just remembered it said that. Um, honestly this is an accurate representation of her <laughs> day-to-day <laughs> chats, so no, because, because
2: oh first God. of all
1: you That's don't hilarious. don't you normally not have
2: dreams so my dreams are, it's a spectrum. Either I have no dreams or I have dreams about like regular life. Like I'm doing the laundry or I'm watering my plants. <laughs> and it's just like kind of weird because I feel like I've done everything in my dream. And then when I wake up, I'm like, I but I already did, did that. Yeah. And then I realized, <laughs> no, nope, that was a dream. <laughs> um, or I have really <laughs> random dreams like that. <laughs> so yeah, but most times I don't have any. I feel like I just overcompensate for all the time uh, the nights that i don't, don't dream, dream with, with dream dreams, of dreams of like that going down <laughs> no
1: that's hilarious On honestly as we we're talking all i was thinking is
2: i really thought i was i really thought i was going to be able to capture the dream efficient in a time efficient manner and then i just realized you needed more information
0: <laughs> no but like honestly
1: it was fine and i think for those listening you get a good idea of what Some of our conversations really sound like on a day to day,
0: yeah. Yeah. I guess that covers our five minutes, yeah. It covers our (laughs) five
1: minutes, beautiful. I really just honestly, Gabs, you really understood the assignment and you showed up and showed up in
0: that segment because I was like, What am
1: I gonna say? I love it. Um, okay, so we talked about snow pants, tobogganing, waterfall, none of that relates to anything we're talking about today, but it's okay. I hope we've captured your interest. Hashtag, um, what's it called? Oh, wow. I haven't taken English in so long. The hook, the, no. Hook, line, and Hulk sinker. Hook, line, and then sinker. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 wow. <clears throat> um. Somebody say Rusty. Rusty. With a capital R. Okay. But today we're going to be talking about the modern day Pharisee. And i can see if you're not church okay like pharisee sadducee what am i seeing here (laughs) you know um if you're church i'm gonna assume these words sound familiar hopefully but we'll have a little bit of a chat so i guess first i'll ask you guys what do you think of when i say the word words pharisees and sadducees is there anything that comes to mind is it something that? Is it does do those words invoke any emotions or any memories any thoughts
0: well first of all i don't think i ever really use sadducee it's always conspiracy <laughs> and the first thing that comes to my mind is hypocrite
2: mm-hmm. okay anything you want to add to that i guess i think of uh legalism or like religiosity Spiritual blindness. Wow, wow. So you know
1: that kind of should give you an idea of what we're talking about today. You know, spiritual blindness, etc., etc. So to start, um I had to ask myself who were the Pharisees because, like they said, those are the things I thought about, and I have some like idea of what Scripture says about these groups of people. But if someone were to ask to give a definition, it'd be pretty vague. So I googled it actually no before i googled it these were the things i thought of and what i had said was religious scholars that knew the ancient laws of the torah which is like the jewish bible just a, what captures the mosaic law etc cetera, etc cetera, ruled by precepts and then they are attentive to ancient rituals legalistic is also what i said so i googled it and according to britannica which i loved britannica in high school and in elementary school it was kind of like an encyclopedia of whatever that's off topic but this is what it says. The Pharisees emerge as a party of laymen and scribes in contradistinction to the Sadducees, i.e. So the Sadducees were the party of the high priesthood that had traditionally provided the sole leadership of the Jewish people. So basically, one was full of like laymen, normal people, scribes, and the Sadducees were the high priesthood. Mm. Um, despite their differences, both these groups kind of fall into what comes next when you have the when you do a google search so a quick google search of the word pharisee um brings this definition from oxford dictionary it says a member of an ancient jewish jewish sect distinguished by strict observance of the traditional and written law and commonly held to have pretensions to superior sanctity sanctity oh my god sanctity sanctity I promise guys I can read like I actually promise and I went to like I have an education and then underneath that as like a another alternate uh, definition it says a self-righteous person a hypocrite so I'm like wow like even Oxford Dictionary like Oxford Dictionary yeah they gave you the proper like historic definition but the fact that the alternate definition according to Oxford Dictionary which is like a huge database of words says self-righteous person hypocrite I kind of found that shocking but i guess i shouldn't because the bible is like a very popular book and whatever okay any thoughts about those definitions so far
0: i didn't realize that the pharisees were quote-unquote lay people Mm -hmm. but um everything else i feel like i that was the rough idea i had of them based on what i've read in the scripture
1: gabby as well okay cool so yeah this these people you know they lived in Bible times, and then I googled. Also, this one website said that the Pharisees like still exist in Jewish culture, and those are the people that know the laws. So I wonder, like, this is probably super off topic, but I wonder if they kind of carry that same weight now. Like, are current Pharisees in today's time that are Jews, do are they also seen as hypocrites, or are they just hmm. people that are like
0: respected or they just elders? Be considered Orthodox Jews.
1: Yeah, that's what I. I don't know if you yeah. know the answer let us know anyways so that's basically a quick summary of those people but like cool why does that matter why are we talking about these people what does the bible even say about them why should i as a christian care about these people so all i did really was go to biblegateway.com and put in the word pharisee into the keyword search and i got a few verses so um i just took a few examples that we're going to talk about the first one is luke 18 verse 9 to 14 um, I had it in the King James Version, and I don't know why I thought I did something. It's kind of not really relevant. I'm going to read in a different version. Not that the Bible's not relevant. The verse translation is not. Luke 18, verse 9 to 14. This is in the Amplified Classic, okay? He, Jesus, also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves and were confident that they were righteous people, posing outwardly as upright and inright standing with God, and who viewed others with content, Two men went up into the temple. What did I say? Contempt. Contempt. Okay. Contempt. (laughs) Yeah, I can read, I promise. I can't speak, though, so that's whatever. C-O-N-T-E-M-P-T. Verse 10. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and began praying to himself in a self-righteous way, saying, God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of men, swindlers, unjust, dishonest, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Verse 12, I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. Verse 13, but the tax collector standing at a distance would not even raise his eyes toward heaven, but was striking his chest in humility and repentance, saying, God, be merciful and gracious to me, the especially wicked sinner that I am i tell you this is now jesus talking he shared that story i tell you this man the tax collector went into his home justified forgiven of the guilt of sin and placed in right standing with god rather than the other man for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but he who humbles himself forsaking self-righteous pride will be exalted that was amplified classic okay that was a very long story so in essence basically jesus is telling a parable which is a little bit of a short story i guess um and in that parable, you have two people, you have a Pharisee and a tax collector. And those two um, individuals could not be more different. The Pharisees, although they were laymen and compared to the Sadducees, they were still esteemed um, and p- people in society. And then the tax collectors were just like irregular degulars, like Joe, who, I don't know, I can't think of an
0: equivalent to a tax collector in today's society but two very different they were seen in a negative light back then so it would have been like the closest i can think of and i don't even think we have so much of that culture here but i know it from um like korean dramas ironically but like a debt collector so they have Uh, a bad rep and they're coming to chase loan sharks yeah loan sharks Mm. yeah Uh Yeah, that's the same kind of like the reputation would be around the same. Where it's like Matthew it, was a bunch <laughs> no, I'm not saying that a tax collector is a yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. but <laughs> the reputation <laughs> is around the same. Where they're like kind of locked down upon. And mm-hmm. when we think of a tax collector now in today's context, you'd be like, okay, like that's just a regular job. H-R-N-R-B-S. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing taxes, fight, but <laughs> you have to look at the context. Like they were probably seen it. It was a negative, like because didn't like, they like scam people? Try to, or I don't know if they scammed people. Because remember Zacchaeus. That's why I like looking at date. Like as a loan shark, like Anyways, they're going to collect mm-hmm. the money from people, but they're a lot of times not B- morally. Either, but I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways,
1: yeah. So you have these two men: the tax collector, loan shark, H and R Block man,
2: regular degular,
1: Um, versus the Pharisee. So I, I don't know someone who is well respected in society, believes that they know God, probably has gone to school, or like in our equivalent language, educated. you know, educated, maybe someone who's a theologian. Yeah. You have these two people. They go to the temple, so church, um, and they're praying. And I like to put, like, stories into, um, like, visualize them. So, in my head, when I read it, this, is like, hey, they like, go up to the altar, it's altar call, and like, you have the one guy standing here, and the one guy standing here, and they're both praying, okay? The tax collector, like, imagine if this actually happened. You're in church, the altar call is going on, the, music, the keys are paying softly, people are praying, and you hear someone, you probably couldn't hear, God, I thank you that I'm not like the rest of men, swindlers, unjust, dishonest, <laughs> adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Maybe he didn't say that out loud, but regardless, God hears our thoughts, so if he prayed it in his heart, God heard it, okay? And he goes to God in prayer, God, I fast twice a week. I pay all the tithes what of what I get. Prayer, even. Like, can you imagine? In my head, I just see God like, <laughs> like, okay, man, like, nice. Yeah. You're bringing me this, okay? I'm God. Like, I made you. Thank you. Um. So there's that one prayer, and then there's the other one. The tax collector praying in humility. So much so, he was beating his chest in like a posture of repentance. Okay, God, be merciful and gracious to me. And this person acknowledges that they're an especially wicked sinner that they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and what goes on, Jesus goes on to say that that man who prayed like that was forgiven. So this scripture to me just shows self-righteousness in full effect. Like,
2: I know that you said (laughs) that, what did you say? You said you probably couldn't hear the person, but I feel like you must have been able to hear them because that's not a prayer. Like, what's the point (laughs) of that discourse, that speech? That's not, you're not even asking for anything. It's just like show and tell, like, and who's there to show and tell in front but of why? you know what i mean yeah. like i feel like it's very much in the pharisee's nature to be like i am <laughs> awesome <laughs> you're nuts <laughs> amen i love jesus amen <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean i can totally see a pharisee doing that because he's not like at the altar trying to pray and ask god for a legitimate thing or give thanks or anything he's just like i'm good i'm great and like okay are you trying to impress god with that no you're probably trying (sighs) yeah no but like
0: why i said i don't also think that they necessarily this can also be a mental thing because i want it to Mm -hmm. be more applicable the reality is I think most of us have been in a place where we have been a mm-hmm. Pharisee or adopted mm-hmm. those tendencies. And to say that like, oh, they're saying it out loud, I think mm-hmm. maybe be like, oh, I don't do that. So I'm out the clear. This is true. But you have that heart posture. Mm-hmm.
2: Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jay just brought it into reality. <laughs> I think but I'm just trying to say that probably. probably yeah, and obviously, obviously, I don't know if we've ever seen anybody do that in real life. No, I was maybe about some say, people know who've uh, done that. Yeah, some people might, but Janelle's right like don't tap yourself on the back thinking well you know what I didn't go up to the altar and say I'm awesome and you're dumb so (laughs) I'm not a Pharisee Uh, but in your heart heart. you might be thinking the same Mm -hmm. thing so
1: I I really like that you both said that actually because you both capture what my like my, my whole thought process was reading this so like I like Gabby I'm like oh my god this sounds so silly like like it's crazy it's so crazy that it's almost like comical that's just an you know mm-hmm. the mic down it's all good fun you might hear a lot of that just like give us grace thanks amen <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for another a third mic so if you hear that movement we're lifting the mic honestly
2: if you've made it this far on the podcast though i feel like that mic sound is not going to bother you yeah because our we were in the trenches episode. in the first
0: couple we started we just started right and yeah. then we didn't wait on perfection and yeah so hey. listen to episode hey. one No, the
2: previous episode. Yeah,
1: episode one of this new season. I thought
2: we said we weren't doing a new. Yeah, I know we said we weren't doing a new season. But then in her promo, she said you told me to say we're doing a new season. Oh, Oh, okay, so it's a new season. It's It's a new new season. Winter. Anyways, this is as chaotic
1: as it gets. Anyways, what I was saying is both both Janelle and Gab's point right there. Points right there show my thought process. So you read it, and for me, anyways, as a kid, when learning about the Pharisees and Sadducees, there's something I always remember. They're like, why are they Sadducees? Because they're sad, you see. I don't know who taught us that in Sunday school and what the relevance is to how they were as people. But anyways, I read that, I'm like, okay, whatever. Pharisees and Sadducees are stories. No one asked that. It's comical. Ha ha ha. Don't be like that. Which is like, okay, easy <laughs> for most people who are normal. Um, But then Janelle's point is valid too because when you look at it, like that, you distance yourself from the story and then you never do the introspection that's needed to be like, what am I not mm-hmm. saying? What are the thoughts that I'm not, what are the thoughts I'm thinking that I'm not saying out loud? What's my mm-hmm. heart posture that no one sees? So I like this story. And for me, reading it again is like, how is it that people who claim to be so well aware of the things of God could be nothing like God? Okay. Just remember that question. Like, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's a question that, like, as we go through this you should ask yourself how because i'm guilty too like i've there's been times i've acted like a pharisee and i'm sure if you're honest there's been times we've all been that's to some part a of the spectrum hypocritical self-righteous legalistic maybe proud proud okay but this just shows that someone can say they love god and they know god you can know god but not enough for him to change your heart next example matthew 9 in the King James Version, this is Matthew chapter 9, verse uh, 11. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? So basically, the Pharisees are seeing Jesus having his little, you know, shinding, his gathering, fellowshipping with just regular human beings that needed a savior. Okay? And the Pharisees, rather than assessing the situation for fully what it was they just said why does this master that you have why would he ever eat with sinners and publicans i guess publicans are you know also people who are looked down upon i can't think of an equivalent but just your people who you just look over in society why was jesus sitting with them they asked that question and then matthew 9 verse 14 says then the pharisees came to him the disciples of john saying Why do we and the Pharisees fast often? Sorry, these are the Sadducees. Let me correct that. The Pharisees came to him, the disciples of John, saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples fast not? Okay, I read that. I'm like, again, sounds silly to like start a conversation. Hey, why aren't you fasting? I'm fasting. Like, are you three years old? Are we at the (laughs) playground? Why are we comparing this? But it just shows you that like, how easy it can be to be so entrenched in the things of god and the you know learning scripture you can be so proud that you oh i know god i know all there is to know about god now let me focus on others these people clearly by this passage are focused on the things of others why is jesus dwelling with the mass um why is the master dwelling dwelling with sinners and publicans why are you not fasting i'm fasting why don't you worry about yourself
0: but it's, the, it's like getting the heart behind it. Like mm-hmm. the whole point. Jesus uses so many examples with the fact Like there's so many different stories about the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the New Testament. And it's always like they're always doing stuff that are morally right. But their heart is corrupt. Mm-hmm. They're always doing the right things and the things that they know to do. Like yeah, tithing is right. Yeah, I'm giving. Like I'm at the temple. Yeah, I'm fasting. Yeah, I'm praying. But your heart is wrong. And your motives are wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is what like... And it's so funny when you read that about them being so concerned about why Jesus was eating with people that, like, you'd look down upon. Like, I, all I could think about is, like, when ministers would just hang out with ministers or it's like if you go to Mm -hmm. if maybe if you're in an event space and you see them only talking with ministers and you're not interacting with other people who might seem to be lower it's the same concept i think like you really have to look at the heart of the message and then place it in your context because otherwise then you can so easily brush it off your shoulders and be like okay, well, this doesn't apply to me. Or, like, I could never be them. Mm-hmm. But then what's the heart behind it? What's mm-hmm. the motive behind it? Mm-hmm. And, like, what are you actually doing?
2: Mm-hmm. And then, you know what, to that point, Jay, I was just thinking, like, if you want to further contextualize it, you can look at your yourself and your motives. Like, is there a disconnect in, your, in the way that you serve um, God? Like, when you're serving God at church, are you giving – Different, like sort of a different level of yourself in in the sphere where you know other people can see what you're doing versus like when it's just you at home. Like, are you or mm-hmm. when if if you're if God's calling you to serve in a way that's more self-sacrificial, are you as eager Looking to to that do thing. that um, in comparison to something that? people can see or you can get recognition from from people like in ministry or whatever when are is there a disconnect between the things that you're doing for god um that people will applaud you for if it's being done in a public sphere versus when it's just you on your own or if it's something that requires humility
0: yeah like that is so key like i think what you're what you're doing when people are looking versus like you in private mm-hmm. is the big thing because like you always saw the pharisees guanning sorry that's jamaican but like jamaican putting on a show funny. or like making a big show in public yeah. but the whole point jesus continually was like their heart is not right meaning like when they were at home or in their in their, in their quiet space Like, what was actually happening there? Yeah, you're doing great, like, well, not great, but like, yes, you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. in public, but your heart, when like your heart's cultivated in private, like, your heart's not being worked on in public, like, God is working on you Mm -hmm. in quiet times, Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, and so like, their hearts were in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And I also thought about like the temple when Jesus was like he was livid and he mm-hmm. flipped the tables and i think about it like the temple was chaotic it was in the inside was a mess mm-hmm. and the sadducees and pharisees are there's positions of leadership mm-hmm. No, like they would have mm-hmm. like
1: authority in authority
0: that, in that, society, in that. Yeah. they should be leaders for the temple because this is the temple is like mm-hmm. the jewish church whatever and meanwhile yeah, they're going about doing what they think they should be doing. And then the temple inside is a mess, mm-hmm. chaotic. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is like, what on earth is happening? Mm-hmm. This is my house. You need to revert my house. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also symbolizing the fact that like, yeah, you could be doing things publicly and like outwardly you're ticking boxes and inwardly it's a mess. Mm-hmm. So. So true.
1: Um, thank you so much, ladies, for sharing that. Because um, I that's what i was gonna ask how does that look today Mm -hmm. so keep that in mind what they said is very valid i just wanted to share two more stories and then we'll jump we'll do like an introspection how what is modern day Phariseeism? which is not a word but yeah but what you both said and even the story i just shared reminds me of that verse where you know, talking about we look at the speck in other people's eye when there's a whole plank of within mm-hmm. our own. Like we all, we don't care about what people are or actions, what people are doing, on, unless it's our unless it's not our own. Like, so The minute someone shines a spotlight on yourself, it's like, oh, but ac- actions don't matter, motives don't matter, da 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 da. But when I'm watching you do your thing, it matters, and I'm gonna analyze everything, judge everything. But then I never have the, you know. the insight or even just like the willingness to shine the light on myself and repent before god and let god you know search my heart and know try my thoughts see if there be any wicked way in me so thank you for sharing that i just want to share one more example um so this is matthew three verse six okay um this is an amplified i'll start yeah we'll start at verse six so this is, you know, people are being baptized around the Jordan. So and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, "You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the from the divine wrath and judgment to come." So Jesus is baptizing people or baptism is taking place in the Jordan River and he sees the Sadducees coming and he says this to them. Then he says, so produce fruit that is consistent with repentance, demonstrating new behavior that proves a change of heart and a conscious de- decision to turn away from sin. And do not presume to say to yourselves, as a defense, we have Abraham for our father, so our inheritance ensures us our salvation. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children, descendants for Abraham. There's a lot of like things in there that, you know, Abraham whatever whatever but like I like that verse because it does show that entitlement and I think like depending on the like the collective church culture obviously each church is different but I think in church culture there's this like sense like my dad was pastor I'm a pastor my grandpa's pastor like it's in my blood like there is no entitlement when it comes to God like God really for lack of better phrasing he doesn't care like you know you have to show repentance. Like your attitude and your behavior should always show a repentant heart. And I think that's what's so key about the Pharisees is they were doing things, but their hearts were not repentant. And there's so much more scripture that talks about how in their motives, whenever God had addressed these groups of people, there was no repentance. There was always a defense. And it it's says true. here, do not presume to say to yourselves as a defense. So another word I want to add to like, what is a Pharisee? Someone who's defensive, cannot take correction or criticism. Okay? So that's why I
0: brought that verse into it. And also like, I think it's also important to point out that they cannot take criticism or correction in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people will be like, oh, I can take if it's from like two people because I trust mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you never know how God's going to bring correction and like people, you still have mm-hmm. to be able to handle whatever people might have to say. Like people, you can get constructive criticism from people you don't know. You can get constructive criticism from people that you're not Close with, and Mm -hmm. it it can still be valid. Like I think you should always take whatever people have to say about you. Mm -hmm. Not to say that everything they're gonna say is gonna be relevant or like, but you you can automatically. You don't automatically dismiss it. Like you take Mm -hmm. it to God. Like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. God, show Mm me. Always have an open and unwilling heart to change. It doesn't matter who it comes from. It doesn't matter where you're getting the constructive criticism from. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be open to hearing other people. You know, because God can use anyone. We already know yes,
1: that. Yes, yes. Period. Full stop. That is so good, Jill. I like that you said that. um And even in that verse that I read, another thing: not only were they defensive, but it seems like they also felt they were immune to God's judgment mm-hmm. because of who they were or what they did. Wow. And I think sometimes we may not say this out loud, but our behavior shows that. You know, like. I have done this. My track record shows that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm faithful. So God's not going to judge me for how I behaved in the situation. What I said to these people, my thoughts, because I'm faithful to the
2: house of God, for example. Okay. It also kind of makes me think of how people abuse grace. Mm. Like, oh, I mean, I know it's not necessarily how... that's not really depicted in that story because it's more about their heritage and like they had so much comfort in the fact that they were Abraham's descendants and so they just felt like you know they were safe and Mm -hmm. entitled or whatever but I feel like if we kind of look at it in a lens of today mm-hmm. a lot of people will fall back on grace and it's like okay well whatever like i have license mm-hmm. to act however i want mm-hmm. because well you know god's gonna forgive me or like well blah, blah, blah. i'm mm-hmm. saved always once always saved, always saved i'm all i'm god's child he loves me blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But yeah
0: yeah i just oh that's a whole nother topic <laughs> <laughs> to be honest but the point is we should never be taking god's his unmerited goodness towards us for granted mm-hmm. period. And just because we came from, you may have come from like a family of people who have sacrificed and given their lives to the Lord. and like, you know, that's a rich heritage to celebrate, yes, but there's only so much that you can live off your mm-hmm. your parents or grandparents mm-hmm. or whatever is blessing. Mm-hmm. Like yes, there's blessing in that. God talks about there being blessing when, you know, Generation. like generational blessing. however, do not be fooled or do not be deceived because you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and Mm -hmm. though you might receive some blessings in your physical life at the end of the day when God comes and cracks the sky open you can't rely on whatever your parents and grandparents and your other family members did to get you into heaven like it doesn't work like that yes you can reap some blessing in this current life Mm -hmm. but it's not that blessing from your parents is not going to get you straight into like you have to put in your own work yeah true
1: Uh, So we already kind of touched on what being a Pharisee looks like in today's day and age. Um, But we're just going to, I guess we'll just have a little bit of a conversation. I don't really have notes. I just have ideas Mm -hmm. at this point. But what does uh, the Pharisees 2.0, like Pharisees (laughs) rebranded, look like in today's day and age so some things that i
0: hypocrites yeah
1: like yeah we said hypocrite we know the terms hypocrite defensive not receiving correction legalistic those are like big terms um but like we can give examples and i think it's so important not to just skip over the verses that i shared or even just this whole episode like actually take it to heart because the scripture is so clear like jesus was very vocal on his time on earth how about how he how displeased he was with these people mm-hmm. and their actions and like multiple hello multiple like true the bible is just not random okay like for him to keep bringing it up keep addressing this so it's not true. something for you to be like okay yeah the pharisees existed then i'm just gonna move on there's things that can be learned and, and god gems, saw exactly. into the future knowing yeah. that we
0: would need it now so it's still relevant today yeah mm-hmm. like
1: i and i think i'm not i think i know i'm guilty like as a kid reading this i'm like okay this is just a bible story yeah it's in there for a quick little lesson but if you go through the new testament there's like several accounts of jesus being like the pharisees did this the pharisees did this let me give you this parable calling them out you know interactions with this group of people and it's like okay that's not someone just trying to fill pages in a book like that is god trying to speak to us and give Mm us um direction and a lesson like jesus like i said was very clear about his displeasure with these people and their practices but yet still the collective church culture today has seemed to at times pick up where they left off really
0: okay 100
1: um so one thing i thought about is comfortable christianity and i know maybe that to some people might be like okay i'm talking about like liberalism but when i say comfortable christianity i'm saying the pharisees when he when they saw jesus sitting with sinners that made them uncomfortable they wanted to stick to a comfortable um religion comfortable i'm gonna say christianity although like christianity wasn't really a thing back then like Mm -hmm. those were just christ followers but yeah comfortable christianity what does that look like today so i had here only associating with those who agree with you and not just like your beliefs like it's one thing for you to be like, I only associate with Christians, which one is wrong. But you're only going to associate with people mm. who enforce your one view in this matter. Maybe it's like a theological topic or, outside, or of God. outside of God. You're only associating with those one people that agree people, with you. Those people people that, that affirm your
2: beliefs. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, um, people who believe your beliefs or only a church that supports the church culture that you embrace. A church culture that lacks racial diversity is a comfortable church. A church culture that um, lacks involvement involvement of all of those across the lifespan is also a comfortable church. Mm -hmm. A church that does not embrace and uphold and uphold and celebrate intergenerational connections is a comfortable church. A uh, church that does not fully involve both sexes is also a comfortable church. Mm-hmm. And lastly, a church that turns its back on sinners is a comfortable church. And like Janelle had mentioned earlier, the church, having a church for the church mentality, like you're not here for you to have a church club, or a boys club, a girls club, <laughs> you know, like it's not the boys and girls club. You are here to spread Jesus. So like the whole mindset that I think sometimes it's so easy to fall into maybe as a collective church, like I'm creating this church event for church people. I'm creating this. Tr- like, I think that is not what God wanted. And it kind of, when we do that, we are falling into Pharisee mindset. We're not called to make people, we're not called to embrace being comfortable and being in our comfort zones. And we're not called to, you know, foster a mindset that is very small-minded. Like, God, God on earth, when He was Jesus was on earth, he was about disrupting the status quo, making people uncomfortable. And I think it's so important that, you assess what are you what are the values that you're you know supporting are you supporting a church Mm. mindset that's like hey you know this is a church and the church looks this one way and Mm. we can't have these group of people come in because this or that
0: yeah i like that you said comfortable like you need to push against what feels comfortable because sometimes I, I think people might not recognize that they are embracing things that might be count- like for instance, I'll give an example. this is just hypothetical. but let's just say that you are in a church and like you wanted like a female uh, like say you're in leadership and you wanted a specific you felt like led by the Holy Spirit that a certain individual should come and teach, let's say. But it's a female, and you just felt like, even though you felt the prompting of the Lord, you also felt like a pushback, maybe in your humanity, like, oh, like, but I don't think that it would, they would, um, like, she would be received, or maybe it's another individual who maybe is just from another culture, or looks like a different way, I don't know, and you feel a pushback, even though you know, like, you know in your spirit, God wants this person, but you feel a pushback there in that moment is an opportunity for that person to realize that there is a norm that exists Mm -hmm. maybe in your heart maybe in the family that you grew up in maybe in the culture that you grew up in Mm -hmm. that is actually counter to what biblical culture is Mm -hmm. because if god is telling you that this person is going to be used by him Mm -hmm. and you have a pushback in your humanity there in, there in the, is mm-hmm. the problem like mm-hmm. there is something within you that needs to be checked and you need to have a shift in your in how you think about maybe it's women in leadership mm-hmm. maybe it's just diversity in a, in a different or like multiculturalism mm-hmm. or um you know using people of different ages or whatever and mm-hmm. not being limited mm-hmm. because i think a lot of times you might not necessarily know right off the bat like you might think oh like That doesn't apply to me. But in certain areas, you can feel like, why do I feel uncomfortable with this? If it is nothing that is like sinful and like counter to truth, why am I uncomfortable with it?
2: Mm -hmm. And I like that you said everything that you said, Ari, um, because you're so right. When you look at what Jesus modeled in the scripture, it would be very much all inclusivity and i like all i was thinking about when you were saying that is just like when you look at the people that jesus was gravitated to it was very much the people that were on like the wayside like mm-hmm. he literally embraced with open arms mm-hmm. prostitute like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. like he's literally laid out the blueprint mm-hmm. he's like whatever feels uncomfortable very much go uh, obviously let's put let's obviously (laughs) sorry put like boundaries on that because like janelle said as long as it's not counter gospel counter scripture not sinful the
0: purpose is to bring god into a situation and glory Mm -hmm. and to bring him glory Mm -hmm. you should really just like you should disregard the other things that would prevent you from doing that exactly
2: and it's like we can be reassured like janelle said as long as we are being led by the spirit that we are in the will of god because we see it modeled in scripture Mm -hmm. the time after time after time jesus was very much Mm all-inclusive he was very much counterculture, and like and he did all for the glory of god Mm -hmm. he always got the glory at the end Mm of the day
1: and um another thing like obviously rules are there for a reason and god is a god of order that's not what we're not saying god is not a god of order and we're not saying like bun rules don't follow rules whatever but you have to remember that these pharisees were so focused on rules to the point like the messiah is in front of them (laughs) they missed a real encounter with jesus because they were focused Mm -hmm. on rules okay or
0: on doing the right thing
1: duties on precepts on laws Like, you have to be so careful as a believer. It doesn't have to be rules, but whatever your fundamental, like, guiding principles are, that you don't box God out of that. And you can even, like, I just use church culture because that's the best example I can think of. Like, we, we, you know, churches, every church is different, but there's certain rules within churches, church cultures, things that guide, like, a a church, you know, processes that are there. But are we so focused on these, process, these processes that have existed forever that, you know, we want to uphold them, but we've boxed God out of our congregation. We've boxed God out of our services. God can't move freely because of these rules that you've placed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, obviously, we've talked about legalism, and I know oftentimes you mention legalism to a pastor. They're like, oh, you just do not want to follow the rules, you know.
0: And maybe that's the case. Well, some people... Some people, yeah, but, like, I think... More than the legalism, it's the idea of, I think, the best thing I can think of for this is obedience versus sacrifice. Yes, they were doing, they were sacrificing all the right things, like, they were doing all the right things and checking all the right boxes, showing up to church every Sunday, paying their tithes, you know, like, morally, they're doing the right things, but at the end of the day, number one, God called us to intimate relationship with mm-hmm. Him and to love Him above everything else. Mm-hmm. But they had become so consumed in the culture, in the church culture, that they had missed out on. Like first of all, church is great and church is a bibl- like very important bibl- biblically. However. If you've missed the foundation, which is your own relationship with God, and like you aren't even listening to the voice of God, or creating an opportunity or a space for Him to move in your personal life, you are not yeah. like Ariel said, mm-hmm. being repentant and not allowing God to change your heart and change you and to filter you. And like, if all that's missing, what are you doing? Church isn't going to save you.
1: One hundred percent. Another word that can be used to describe the Pharisees is like religious, and I know. Modern Christians or Christians who are on the wavelength of, you know, like, like up to times will be like, okay, I don't believe in religion, I believe in a relationship. You said that to someone who's never heard that saying, and they're like, why you don't believe religion? Like, no. Religion is not of God. Religion is very much a yoke of bondage. Like you because why i say that is if you like jay said have the foundation of a relationship with god you don't need to god will tell you what to do his convicting voice will lead you and guide you he'll give you a repentant heart when you make a mistake to follow his you know his precepts and his things you when we're so focused on religion and we're so focused on checking boxes Mm -hmm. like i said before you're literally boxing god out of your life and then
0: you've you've missed the fundamental why jesus came like it's not about works Mm -hmm. and this is Mm -hmm. kind of the balance with grace too but it's like you need to have faith in God and faith comes by hearing and hearing Mm -hmm. by the word of the Lord if you're not spending time in God's presence if you're not spending time getting to know him you're not building faith and faith is what enables you to actually live the life that God intends Mm -hmm. like you can't if you're It's faith with works. So on the one hand, you have people saying, yeah, I believe, I believe, but there's no works. And then you have the other hand, people are doing all the works, they're doing all the right things, but then there is no foundation of faith. There isn't that relationship that is cultivating faith, Mm -hmm. like biblical faith, Mm -hmm. not just belief in. And so it's really the two. You have to have a relationship to nurture the faith and you have that has to come with works like because when god is going to tell you hey you need to change this it needs to come with yes god i will Mm -hmm. not just like yeah i believe i believe and you know the word and then you're not doing anything because then that's pointless too Mm -hmm. so it's i feel like it's many things but at the heart of it really it's just that like ariel said religion is something that was created after the fact Mm -hmm. you won't see that in the bible that word or even like no like it will come for false religions But the idea really was that people, individuals would be the church Mm -hmm. in the sense that we should walk around the the mindset that everything that God is, is is inside of us. So nothing is off limits. And if we really walked with that mindset, a lot of things around us would change. And I'm guilty of not walking in that mindset. Like I literally have everything that I need and i have all power because Mm -hmm. god is within me so if i was supposed to like peter and john when they walked past that person um the man by the gates and they literally were just like on their way doing completely just like doing going somewhere um following their day-to-day plan and just passing him was like in the name of jesus you're healed like so if we true. really lived with that mm-hmm. that kind of revelation of who we are and what we hold, we can literally be the church every single day. Mm-hmm. And we're not just confined to the building. Now the building is important, don't get me wrong. Like they all gather together in one accord and they receive the Holy Ghost. Like there there was power in that and there's power in gathering together and they mm-hmm. gathered in each other's homes. Like it's the gathering together that, you know, where one or two or two or three are gathered together there's liberty, there's freedom, there's a lot more you can do with people. Like, it's mm-hmm. God made us so that we have community, that we work together. But I think sometimes we're so focused on community that it's like everything is a balance, that you forget about your own personal relationship and you miss out on the influence and the impact you can have. in Because Monday to Saturday, or maybe, let's say, five out of the seven days, you're really living your own life. Mm-hmm. You're not in You're not in a church building. You're not at Bible study. You're not on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying, oh, God's only going to move on Wednesday and Sunday for you. That's not what God intends. Mm-hmm. He intends to move Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like any day of the week because why? We are the church. Mm-hmm. But also it's important for us to go to the building because we get replenished. You know, we get mm-hmm. replenished. We, there's words, there's power, there's all of that in community, but there's balance and you have to do both. Mm-hmm.
2: When you, and you can't do both if you don't have relationship.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
1: Um, relationship is what keeps you grounded and gives you the balance.
2: Um, as you mentioned, when you
1: mentioned church, though, I just another word that you can be used that can be used, sorry, to describe Pharisees is idolatry. Or like, I just think, in, yes, you see how they made themselves idols, but you see how they made the law an idol. And an um, idol is really just anything that comes between you and God. And so I think in today's society, maybe it's not the law and like rules, because I like, unless you're really crazy, like, I don't know why that would be your idol. But I do see how place. church itself has become an idol. Like, mm-hmm. church, like, like, we are so focused on a building like it really is just brick and um what's it called whatever i'm not <laughs> talking like you know like you have made something man-made like literally a building an idol when god is like no babes
0: think outside think the box.
1: outside the box think outside mm-hmm. of the box that is this very church that you're talking about like don't make the church an idol
0: and i i think that is something like how can church be an idol yeah tell them jay how can church be (laughs) i've been there okay because you can be at every event you can be the person who you can always rely on Mm -hmm. but where is a relationship with god if god were to crack this guy now you would make it it's sad because yeah yeah, you're always there but god says i don't know you Mm -hmm. you don't spend time with me you don't listen to me like intimately you don't obey what i'm telling Mm -hmm. you to do like What are you doing in your quiet time? Like, what are you actually surrounding yourselves with? Like, even when we have the conversation about what we like, feed our minds with, like, what we're watching on TV, Mm -hmm. the music we're listening to, all that kind of stuff. God wants to be involved in that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're watching things and engaging in things that God doesn't want us to be doing. But how do we know that when we spend time with Him Mm -hmm. and when we give Him the opportunity to completely reorganize our lives? And also, like, the things that we would never be able to uh, be completely free if we didn't have a relationship with him because he's the one who shows us things. Mm -hmm, We are limited in our, like, we don't know things. Like, Mm -hmm. God is the only one who can see the heart. We can't even see our own heart. Like, Mm -hmm. we can know things that other people don't know about ourselves, obviously. But deep down, sometimes God's pulling up things within us and we're like, are you sure? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, are you sure that's really there, God? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I deal with that. But then God is like, no, this is an issue. Mm -hmm. But, so we miss out on, like, sanctification and purification and continually growing because we don't give him the opportunity to speak into our lives we don't give him the opportunity to lead and direct us and like show us the things that we need to work on because we can't we can't just know and you can't also just rely on hearing someone every sunday or wednesday you're
1: really reaching and expecting a lot of your pastor like that like yes god speaks to men of god and women of god and gives them on time words for their congregants or for the people Mm -hmm. listening and that's great and it's true but you so actually like are salvation. expecting mm-hmm. too much of them that's why you need a relationship with god because they know you and if gotten on, on short of god giving them a specific word like janelle needs this yesterday at work should this happened to her why should that be their responsibility that's why you have a relationship with god mm-hmm. so god can speak to you so god can tell you what you need to do and help you change your life like Mm-hmm. So math is not we're math-y. living
2: the second covenant like we should not be living like, God- like we're in the old covenant when we had to rely on the priest that you, you saw once a year when you went to the temple to rectify all the wrongs that you did no babes Jesus came for you mm-hmm. to have your own revelatory yeah. relationship with yeah. him that you can tap into not only every day but multiple times in the day yeah. you're mad you're like you're actually out. taking Calvary and actually- God's out. Act on the
1: cross for granted. It reminds me of something I saw. Um, you the just different podcast. Their TikTok. It's like did God get what he paid for when he died for you on Calvary? Like he paid the ultimate price. Did he get what he paid for? And when we act like that, he didn't. Like hello, I died on the cross. There is no nothing standing he between wants us. All and of you. There is a direct <laughs> line of communication and a direct way we can communicate with him. And we're saying no. I actually need to go to the high priest and get my word. And actually, no. Like you're great, but I. I want to be at the church and I need to be faithful to the church. How about being faithful to God? You can be, be so faithful, faithful to, to the church
0: that you miss out on your own relationship. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Cause mm-hmm. like the reality is, and it's easy to fall into. I'm not saying that people who are here always know that they're there. So yeah. it's, it's room for reflection. We're speaking like, from experience. Trust me, speaking from experience, yeah. you need to reflect, take a step back and be like, Hey God, yes, this community is important, but if the community is coming above my own personal mm-hmm. relationship with mm-hmm. you, at the end of the day, I'm doing myself a disservice. So all those people got all my energy, all my efforts, everything. Mm-hmm.
1: But oh, then at the end
0: of the mm-hmm. day, I'm left with nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you were supposed to come now, like, it would be great. Like, they'd be like, yeah, like, they did such a great job. They were, you know, so faithful. involved, so, so faithful. faithful. Like, Every I was blessed by them. Everything. They're there. But I never nurtured my own walk with God. And so right. therefore, I am left, left standing on. at the gates being like, hello. Hello.
2: I did so much in your
0: name. That's Bible. I did so much in your name. We cast I cast out, out it, demons name. in yeah. your name. I represented you everywhere I went. I looked the part. Mm-hmm. But where was my heart? And that is something that
1: I think could not be stressed more. You can do godly works from an, an impure heart. And it comes back to we had this conversation like a long time ago, the three of us, like we were asking ourselves do motives matter? And then, I think we were kind of t- torn because like, but if at the end of the day you're achieving a good outcome, maybe your motive doesn't matter. But you can see clearly here,
0: like it, the Pharisees... It matters for you, mm-hmm. but obviously it still is good if, yeah. someone, if someone benefited from whatever you did. There is blessing in that. But like I for said, them. blessing... But you can even get blessing in the physical. Mm-hmm. But blessing isn't gonna get you into heaven. Like mm-hmm. you can be blessed on earth and still not make it in. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You can be
1: anointed, anointed, anointed and still not make it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the goal at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. why are we living? Mm-hmm. Are we just living to do good works? Mm-hmm. Are you are living, living so that you can be on a platform
1: and to speak? Please, are you living please. so you can blah yeah. fill in the blank, you know? Um, and it's like we all need to remember that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you've done doesn't matter if your dad is like the first pastor to ever exist in north america or if your mom you know did this or if you pray night and day if you fast like the pharisee said i fast too often you know i give my money i do this for the poor da, 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 da. regardless we all have sinned and your greatest works, you still fall short of God's glory. True. I mean, the glo- and the grace of God, the glory of God. We all have sinned and fallen short. And, you True. know, man looks at the outward appearance. Man looks at what they can see. And we see that so clearly in the Pharisees. They're looking in a... So, look, man sees so much that see too much. Like, you're watching too <laughs> much. So, yeah, man looks at the outward appearance even too much. But God looks at our heart. Mm-hmm. So, you need to remember that because, like, you may check the box for i don't know your pastor or someone observing like wow like you know so much scripture and you can be basing your stand with god off of ma- man's evaluation rather than off of god's like i, I mean, it doesn't
0: matter how much scripture you know if you're not putting it into exactly practice. but you
1: can feel safe you know because according to man's evaluation i'm godly but like why you never stop subs- god do you am i a pleasing sacrifice in your? because we're all why living sacrifices why? right it's romans 12 you know like we are supposed to be living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto god but we're so focused on hey am i acceptable to my pastor am i acceptable to this minister am i acceptable to the culture am i acceptable no are you acceptable to god and that's something that only god can answer and how can yeah. you answer if you have a communication with him and ask him the question
0: right and it comes back to like this reminds me of cain and abel like a lot of times we're bringing an abundance of good fruit we're not bringing the best and the best and what god wants first is our hearts Mm -hmm. and so yeah we're bringing everything but whose sacrifice was better and whose sacrifice was more esteemed Mm -hmm. it was Mm abel's because he brought the first he brought the best
1: Mm -hmm. i want the best wine it's so true yeah
0: anything else you want to add
2: i was just gonna say and that in and of itself is idolatry because you're you've put the opinion of other people on a pedestal above God. god's opinion of you
0: mm-hmm. period scary place yeah and it's something we continuously have to check ourselves with because For it's sure. so easy to fall into a habit and there's so many people who are people pleasers and that's a whole nother thing but like it's easy to take the opinion and of what mm-hmm. other people have to say about you because like you can see them mm-hmm. you know you're interacting with them mm-hmm. and you know people's opinion is important to a certain degree but we can't always see god and sometimes it's easy to push off what he thinks when you're surrounded by a swarm of what other people are saying Mm -hmm. about you so we it's something we have to all make sure we keep in check
1: yep um uh, unless you guys have anything else to say
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love doing this
1: musicians come up <laughs> in the background, we're gonna come to a close. You take the girl. Actually, no, I'm still in the, the church. Girl. I was going say you take out the church, but like I'm obviously still in the church. I just meant like you can take me out to the building, but whatever. This is separate and it doesn't match what we're talking about, it's kind of contradictory. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you're challenged, like I am, we and all we are. all are, mm-hmm. because yeah, you may have overcome a Pharisee mindset in one season of your life, but the devil is cunning man like he works he works over time right it, he will try anything to make you stumble. maybe mm-hmm. you're not struggling with a specific sin but this is a huge area you're struggling with and it's still very very important that you assess and even this. if
0: you already have this mindset it's important for you to not put yourself on a pedestal exactly. for having this mindset over the other people who haven't yet come yeah. to this realization exactly mm-hmm. because it's so easy to be like y'all are not getting it together mm-hmm. and get it together but it's like we're not showing grace to those people yeah. because it really could easily be us mm-hmm. and then that's mm-hmm. funny
1: because you're getting mad at those people for being proud and then you're being proud because you're not desp- you're not us. at their level of pride yeah. But you're still pride prideful <laughs> because you're not at their level do <laughs> so you see how the devil works like he's, you he's really, really have working to, over time that's why you every guard your day, heart pray you know, search you know, me oh god says. because i will put my hand on every bible i am filth okay uh literally nothing good comes from me Mm -hmm. okay so we need god we need god we need god's grace we need to have a relationship with god and we need to be so careful we don't fall into pharisee mindset amen anyways Um, have a great day night morning you pray
0: for them oh i thought you said you were praying for them oh you just like outside of the podcast i said i'm praying praying for
1: them them. oh i just realized that you did that in the last episode and i was like oh we're doing this okay that's fine
0: yeah go ahead <sighs> okay holy spirit activate, activate. Holy, holy spirit activate activate
1: you <laughs> know like when you're in church and do you remember sunday school that the kid who like doesn't know, like you'd be like can you pray and that one kid's like um god thank um, you, thank you i want to um, thank jesus it's almost thank like when god. that kid in dogs. class is asked to read and you're like we all everyone in the class like, can't read and you're like What's gonna what are
2: you saying because you can read
1: no i'm just saying i would that just reminded me of like when you're in church and you're oh. like oh he's gonna pray and it's like when you're in class like peter can you read this passage and peter's like um uh, 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 gets nervous whatever it doesn't matter i'm just being detracted. anyways lord thank you for today thank you jesus for the blessing of sisters who we can talk with that we b- know you that you've shown yourself to be real to us lord i pray god that you would just be with everyone who's listening and even help us first and foremost help me lord to not adopt a pharisee mindset and from where i have i pray that you would just forgive me and lord show me lord let your convicting power lord work in me to bring change lord i pray that my heart lord would jesus be aligned with your thoughts your mind lord god that you would give me your heart lord that you would transform me into your image lord jesus And Lord, help me to do everything as unto you, God. I pray that truly I would introspect, Lord, and ask, Lord, if I'm acceptable in your sight, Lord God. And if if there's things in me that need to be changed, Lord, give me the strength and the willingness to do so, Lord. And I pray for the same for everyone that's listening. Help us to really be examples of you everywhere we go, that we would show Jesus to those that don't know us, and help us to be comfortable being uncomfortable, Lord Jesus. Forgive us for for where we've made, you know, even the things of you idols, Lord God. And I pray that you'd help us just to put you back on your rightful place as king of our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Peace and love, and hear grace. <laughs> oh. <Say> la <laughs> Bloom and Girl y'all Bloom and girl <laughs>